this flyover clip. Let's jump into these characters again. So we had we had we had Sam Bakeman Freed, his mother Barbara Freed, who's the political activist, Stanford professor, um, the 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 mind the gap political strategist. That the father uh, Joseph Bankman, who's an attorney, who probably played a big role in Sam's upbringing and understanding that when you're going to operate in this sphere, you have to have the 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 image that you have your act together and using lobbyists to open doors for you in Washington. That you had better have those relationships he also in place. In tax law as well. In tax law, um, Gabriel, the brother um, who had guarding against pandemics, um, and it's I, I got to hear. Tell me if this is right, guys. It's a $30 million in COVID dollars went to create safeguards around um, pandemics through that agency. Is that number correct? The the amount of money that went from the government to safeguards against the pandemic with Gabriel Bankman freed. Do you guys, I know the numbers for sure, but that, that sounds about right. In that, in that space. So let's, let's continue this list of characters. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to jump to to, to Gary Gensler, uh, the head of the SEC, or his former boss of Glenn Ellison. Where do you want to go next? With you'd have to go to Carison Ellison, Glenn Ellison, then Gary Gensler, and, and there is a connection here. And so, basically, we have to understand the scam of what happened first, right? Mm-hmm. So Kirk was just talking about this kind of. Uh, Thing that was happening of bringing and revealing this and throwing these exchanges out there. I agree with him 100% except for one thing is that FTX was supposed to be the one that rises up to the top. They were not expecting FTX to be thrown under the bus. This actually happened because of something that they didn't expect and didn't see. And this is a guy by the name of Nikolai Mushian who is one of the original founders of a company called MakerDAO, which is uh, like an automatic market maker. They do uh, decentralized finance. On November 1st, he came out with a tweet on Twitter, okay? And people are making this connection now. And so it was, sorry, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was November 1st. And he comes out and puts his tweet, or sorry, October 28th. CIA and Mossad and the Pedro leader running some kind of sex trafficking and trap and blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and the Caribbean islands. They are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They'll torture me to death. He was found Ooh. dead three hours later in Puerto Rico, dumped in the water. And they're ruling it a suicide. Well, here's the thing is he was having a hard time in life and he is what's known as a crypto anarchist. He hates corruption. He's against the Federal Reserve. He's against corrupt politicians. He's an ethical hacker. All he did during his time, because he's been retired for years, is going out there and hunting down corruption in the crypto industry. There's things coming out on Discord um, and Reddit and Twitter talking about Nikolai and people who knew him directly saying that he knew of the FTX scam and was about to go public with it and had a kill switch. That if he died, information gets released. Well, mm. what's interesting is a day mm. after he dies, all of a sudden you get CZ from Binance, the company Binance, that goes in the bailout FTX because they had a liquidity crisis. So this all started with FTX basically having a liquidity crisis. They didn't have enough money on the books to basically resolve all their clients. And if they had a run on the company, then they would go bankrupt. Now, CZ is their top competitor. It's a Chinese company, Binance. He comes in gets their books, looks at it, and says, this is all screwed up, takes to Twitter, and produces a run on FTX because of his post that he did on Twitter. So he basically sabotaged them, took them out, and then right after that, there's a 
an unknown account that had zero followers on Twitter that comes up and just starts posting everything about FTX, all the stuff that they were doing. It's believed that this was someone close to Nikolai that had the information, his kill switch, that started putting this out there. Because Nikolai died. This is why I say there's murder directly connected to this. And we got the CIA, Mossad, human trafficking rings. And and this is truthful. I mean, you know, SBF, this is Sam Bankman-Fried, was very, very active in this area, going down there and putting out, uh, giving money to charities in Haiti, the Caribbean, Puerto Rico. We know where those all start to go. And so we start seeing this uh, fraud of what they were doing is Sam Bankman-Fried created a sub-company, okay? Another company called Alameda Research. Alameda Research was utilized as an investment corporation for uh, FTX. The CEO of this company is a woman by the name of Caroline Ellison, okay? She dated Bankman-Fried. She's the daughter of a guy by the name of Glenn Ellison. Now, what they were doing is they were issuing loans from FTX now let's put, let's put them on screen. Now this that you're seeing there, that is Caroline Carol. Ellison. Mm-hmm. And she's the, basically the CEO of Alameda research. Correct. She's the CEO of Alameda research who is absolutely just a front person has no idea what she's talking about, what she's doing. We've seen interviews of her where she doesn't even know what a stop loss is. And so we don't use them. They're too risky. Stop losses to help you against risk. Um, so we got, Caroline Ellison, she goes in there and Alameda Research basically is being funded by FTX. And this is where the problem came in. And this is what CZ from Binance and this whistleblower on Twitter started throwing out there is that Sam Bakeman Freed was taking the actual literal money of the company and loaning it to Alameda Research. And so he was taking the, the actual cash of the money, loaning it to Alameda Research, and then cooking the books as if the cash was actually still there at FTX. So people would be like, oh, you know, they're, they're in good shape. There's no problems here. There's no liquidity prices when the cash was actually being funneled to Alameda Research. Alameda Research invested in over 180 various startup companies. These are seed-level companies. The interesting thing is if you go to Crunchbase and you start looking at these companies – they're, they're one CEO with no profile picture. There is one paid news blast for this with a basically a dead-end website with maybe one or two links on it. Absolutely no social media followers. Almost every single company. Anybody here can tell you exactly what that is. Those are shell companies utilized for distribution of funds to other types of organizations. If you have 180 companies, those 180 companies can now donate to the Democrat um, campaigns various different times, 180 times over and over and over to the max amounts. This is kind of what the operation that they were doing, distributing this money throughout there. Now, this is where it gets inter- interesting because Glenn Ellison. Okay? Yeah, let's, let's go to, let's go to the so that, dad. You, you showed Carolyn there a moment ago, and, and she's kind of part of that crowd that, that we kind of hear about these like 10 young entrepreneurs that all lived in the Bahamas or whatever. She was one of those 10, also linked to Sam as a girlfriend. Yep. Uh, I think, is that accurate, you know, or a partner of some sort, you know, uh, both corporate and otherwise. And then her father is an MIT uh, economics professor named Glenn Ellison, who's pictured on this screen. And, you know, it's just crazy to see how, like, you go all the way back. Uh, you know, Epstein had an office at Harvard. Um, you know, you look at MIT, the, 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 a lot of this stuff with, with, with COVID research and this, you know, hit. it's like these universities aren't these like, you know, Ivy walls and people with elbow patches and they're sitting around talking Shakespeare. They they almost seem like just fronts for just international global 
uh, espionage and, and corruption. So, so let's move into move into the dad. Okay, so the daughter, his daughter, is dating and living in the Bahamas in the the the, the penthouse that they run FTX from, and she's placed as the CEO of Alameda Research, and her dad is the MIT professor who's actually the former boss of, who we're going to get to in a moment, Gary Gensler, who's actually head, the chairman of the SEC. I mean, this is like really, really a yeah, tight little crazy. circle. You got your back covered from every direction. So the interesting thing about Glenn Ellison, yes, he's he's the former boss of Gary Gensler, really good friends with Gary Gensler, directly connected with, there we go again, World Economic Forum, BlackRock, Clinton Foundation. But this is the interesting thing about Glenn Ellison. PhD, his PhD is in basically strategic marketing and game theory. Now, what he actually did, and we've seen these papers, they're out there. I can get the links to everybody if they want them. But he wrote a he wrote a paper on um, taking tech companies and doing rapid um, rapid marketing to get those tech companies to fast hyper growth. And he utilizes game theory, and they utilize social marketing and social manipulation tactics to do this to basically grow companies incredibly fast to get hyper revenue generated. Now, remember, I told you that FTX came out 15 days after the Joe Biden um, inauguration, and then 30 days later, it's a multi-billion dollar company. That wasn't Caroline. That wasn't Sam. That was Glenn Ellison. That's what his paper was written on specifically. Wow. To that level. So the people operating this company are shadow governments, can, in, in kind of the sense that we look at our shadow government, right? These are shadow figures that are running this company. Gary Ginsler. Gary Ginsler has been aware of the fraud that was occurring within the crypto industry between all of these various exchanges, including FTX, and he's just been absolutely silent about it. T- today, he's even silent on it. So, so Gary, people track this a little bit. This, this handsome gentleman on the screen here, Gary Ginsler. Uh, uh, he he used to work at MIT for Glenn Ellison. Is that true? Yes. It, it, okay, so Glenn Ellison, who is the father of Carolyn Ellison, who's the 20-something that's the CEO of Alameda Research who's that was that was girlfriend. funded by Sam yeah. Bankman-Fried, also connected with uh, dating, partnership, physical connection, Sam Bankman-Fried. Um, Gary Ellison is the head and the chairman of the SEC. So if when, when you're talking, you know, Kirk was talking earlier about these regulatory bodies that are going to bring security and stabilization to uh, these markets. Like this would be the guy that would be doing it, right? This would be the guy. And, and, and every article that I pulled up in video, interview, they kept referring to Sam Bankman-Fried as the J.P. Morgan of crypto. Like <laughs> like this guy's like the J.P. Morgan of crypto. This is the, the gold standard, which kind of goes back to his dad's ability to hire lobbyists to create a perception and image of something that's not there. And I think the day before this all went down, um, there's pictures of Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, and Sam Bankman-Fried having lunch together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they were best buds right right up until uh, like five minutes they ago. Were. Yeah. Not only that, is then you have Gary Gensler going after other various crypto exchanges and cryptocurrency companies like XRP, right? Th- these are... so. Kirk was talking about this is there's two variations of cryptocurrencies out there. There's decentralized and there's centralized. You want to stay as far away from possible as centralized digital currency. The crypto movement started about through what we call crypto sovereignty. Now, crypto sovereignty was a movement that basically was produced because people were fed up with centralized banks, central uh, federal reserve currencies, and fed up with the way that this economy was being run after 2008. And they wanted to go out there and create something that, you know, 
if David and Stacy wanted to have their own currency, they could create it up. And anybody who transacts within their platform utilizes that currency and everybody's happy. And as long as there's a demand for it, there's always going to be a supply to basically mitigate. Right. Okay. And so this is what cryptocurrency is all about. But what happened is, is around 2018, you started seeing uh, the blue coats start to get involved in it. Wall Street starts getting involved to it. BlackRock start to get involved in it. And they basically came in and started buying up all the crypto company, going out there, getting rid of the companies they didn't want in there and manipulating the markets to varying degrees. And this is when the government comes in and says, well, we need to regulate this. This is like the wild, wild west. Well, that's the exact thing that they wanted to create by doing that. But that's exactly what we did not want. Now, yeah, cryptocurrency is utilized in money laundering. It's utilized in human trafficking. It's utilized in the drug trade. It's utilized as well as to go get a cup of coffee from a store, right? It can be everything. It's a double-edged sword. Everything that can be used for good can be used for evil. And what we need to have is we need to have an honest environment where people can go out there and use the free market capitalist society that we've created and utilize any currency they really need. But when we get into kind of what was happening here is this is where this gets just mind blowing. Hey, hey, getting- hey, hey, real quick before that unravels, I just want to hit one thing here. Um, <laughs> talk about image and perception, because we're talking not very long ago, uh, like as recently as last Super Bowl, you know, Larry David uh, was doing, they had a $30 million Super Bowl commercial for FTX. I mean, that's yep. about as high up in our, in our cultural realm, about as high up as you can get. You know, if, if, if you have a Super Bowl ad, that's a pretty big deal. And it's a long one. I mean, the original format of it's two minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, Tom Brady and Gazelle uh, were, and maybe that's kind of what caused a wedge here in their relationship. Who knows? Uh, they, they were spokesperson people for this, a, a list of other celebrities. There's a picture of Sam Bankman-Fried hanging out with Bill Clinton and, and, uh, uh, Katie, Katie Perry, you know, backstage. So like this is, 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 is obviously corrupt as this sounds now, as recently as the last Super Bowl, these guys were put on the highest level of, of, uh, I guess you consider like being, being authentic, you know, of, yeah. of being certified legit that our culture has to offer. You have the Super Bowl ad, you're hanging out with former President Clinton, you're, you're like Tom Brady, there's you know, hanging with Katy Perry, you know, they're yucking it up. He's, he's, he's you know, he had a TED talk. Like everything that would like give somebody a stamp of approval, if you were gonna, if you're, you know, some girl's bringing home a boy to meet the parents, is like, hey, this guy, he had a TED talk, right? This guy's hanging out with President, you know, it's like, you would think there's massive, I mean, I can't even compare it to anything I've ever even seen in my life. Massive money behind whitewashing this guy to hold him up and edify him as this legit thing. Which, 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 when you're looking at a confidence scheme, you're looking at a pyramid scheme is essential. Well, and that goes back to Glenn Ellison. That goes 100% back to Glenn Ellison. We got to imagine that this didn't just evolve naturally. This was planned years in advance to basically come in and utilize this platform as basically their money laundering and extortion capital of the world. This is where, why why do you, you know, they're down in Puerto Rico and the Caribbean. What what are they doing down there? They're utilizing these platforms to wash money from human trafficking, from drug trade. They're utilizing this money to funnel taxpayer dollars through Ukraine directly in the FTX. And this is the big story right here. And and a lot of people are not seeing really what's happening here. So let's talk about this for a second in the sense of the money from the U.S. taxpayer dollar going to Ukraine for aid and then coming back through FTX back into the Democrats' pocket, $27 million just from Sam Bankman-Fried alone, which we know was money directly from FTX, was the FTX user's money. 
Now, if we know that Sam Bankman-Fried is taking the user's money, okay, well, how does Ukraine fit into this? Ukraine Let's go back to that. Show that Bill Clinton picture a moment ago where they're yucking it up on stage. Clinton has the Ukraine pin on. He's yucking it up with, with Sam Bankman-Fried. I like to call him SBF. So th- there's there's a lot of, of marketing pieces in this one photo alone. It, it's credibility for somebody that somehow he's, he, he surfed through the Me Too thing and, and Clinton is sort of back in the limelight again. Uh, maybe other people have fallen and it's just kind of... I don't know how that's worked, but he seems to have gotten a, a seat back at the front of the front of the of the parade. He's got the Ukraine pin on, and there's just a lot going on in that in that one picture and how they began to tie Ukraine into this whole scene. Right. So in 2021, Ukraine legalized cryptocurrencies. They brought in their basically their Ministry of Digital Transformation, Minister of Digital Transformation, Mikhailo Fedorov. Fedorov is friends with who? Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, if you have a country and you're going to go out there and you're going to create cryptocurrency infrastructure for your country, you have to build an exchange basically for your government to operate. You have to hold liquidity in that exchange. Now, we all know that Ukraine, uh, FTX went out there and created this donation website that brought in $100 million of crypto donations for Ukraine. And Ukraine said they used it for the war effort. Mm -hmm. This is, put that to the side for a second. Ukraine, through the Bank of Ukraine, had to create a crypto exchange to hold wallets for the government with Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, to have basically liquidity for all the transactions that are going on in their country. Okay, Sam Bakeman-Fried, we got that video that I I sent. If we can play this video, he talks about it right here, and he's not talking about donation sites. What he's talking about is he's talking about working with the Ukrainian government. Basically, FTX used their APIs. These are digital calls that basically tie back into their FTX's platform to set up Ukraine's crypto infrastructure. So the Bank of Ukraine has a crypto wallet, okay. a crypto exchange that's running for the government, and this is built on FTX's platform. Okay, we'll play this video, and then Seth, I'd like your input on kind of the the geopolitical implications of this, of the 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 the, the marketing efforts that are tremendous on social media to create sympathy in Ukraine. You feel bad for the people that are the victims. And which drives up donations. And how does this unfold politically? Let's, let's. The last time we talked, we were talking about philanthropy. And I know you set up working with the Ukrainian government ways to use crypto to raise money for the government. I just wanted to ask you quickly, because obviously they've also changed the rules, concerns about sort of spillover effects and substitution away from their currency. Yep. How much money did you raise? And what do you think about this as you know, a tool for the governments, but also the risks associated with it, too? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that that gets to the point that this can be a great thing for the world. I think it can also be a really messy thing. Um, but I, I, I think that that at its core, you know, we, we've we've seen uh, millions of dollars go through, um, you know, the systems we, we've given. I think something close to a million ourselves as well uh, to support, uh, you know, humanitarian aid um, and, and growth in Ukraine. And I, you know, I think when you think about what it would take to get I. Uh, you know, to get funds both to the the government there, where we do have a relationship with the Ukrainian government um, for raising capital um, for them using cryptocurrencies um, that that runs through FTX. Um, you know, whether it's getting money to the government or whether it's getting money um, to individuals there in need. Um, you know, there are literally tanks outside of the banks, and and and, and this gets to I think one of the you know places where it can be really important to have a fully digital banking system. Um, and, uh, you know, fully digital, uh, you know, way of, of handling payments. And I think that's, you know, 
uh, and an international one. That that's the core of what we've been, you know, helping to support in in Ukraine. Yeah, I think it's a, a healthy conversation to be having away from some of the noise of digital assets and cryptocurrencies yep. themselves. That the work goes on beneath. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night, thinking what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't. You couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. Mom? Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy my pillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code Flyover, you get up to 66% off when you go to mypillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code Flyover. Our slogan at Flyover Conservatives is wake up, speak up, and show up. What? That's exactly right. So we have our t-shirt here because that's what God has called us to do. For too long, the silent majority has been silent. We've taken pride in that. And that's why we are where we are as a country because conservative Christians did not stand up. They didn't say, no, that is wrong what you're doing in the education system. We didn't stand up against the entertainment, but now we are, and people are waking up, we're speaking up, and we are showing up. This one's printed upside down. Oh, no. If you wear this one, you have to stand on your head. <laughs> These are the softest material. It's actually woven from the lint from the belly buttons of angels. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like... You just put it on, it's like getting a hug from your grandma. You're like, oh. <laughs> but it's a good reminder. Stacy wears a necklace every day that says fearless, because sometimes even fearless people forget that they're fearless. That's you right. know, you start kind of partnering with fear and you got to be reminded. So it's always kind of good to be reminded to, to wake up, speak up, and show up. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com. <laughs>